You're listening to It's In Our Nature, the podcast that celebrates the connections between people and nature, with host Adam McLean, the Nature Conservancy's Missouri State Director. For more information, visit nature.org forward slash Missouri. Hi, everyone. I'm Adam McLean, Missouri's State Director for the Nature Conservancy. Thanks for joining us for another episode of It's In Our Nature, the podcast where we celebrate the intersection of people and nature. In the past couple of years, we've been lucky enough at TNC to have a growing group of younger employees. Brett Perkins, a preserve assistant at Dunn Ranch Prairie, is part of that group. But his background's a little different. He's been around TNC and specifically Dunn Ranch for most of his life. His dad, Dennis Perkins, is our bison manager and started at Dunn in 1999 when it first became a TNC preserve. Dennis has helped reintroduce bison here, and Brett is helping carry that work into the future. I thought it'd be interesting to talk with Brett and Dennis about what they've seen over the years and where we go from here. Welcome, Dennis and Brett. Great to see you guys. Thank you. Okay, so I'm going to, you know, this big debate, whether I start with Dennis or whether I start with Brett. Brett, I'm going with you first, my friend. What are, Look at me. Yeah. What do, you, what do you have as early memories of Dunn and Bison? Like, how early were you out here? Were you in a, uh, in a baby Bjorn in a cradle in the back <laughs> as Dennis was going out wrangling Bison, or what, what was the deal? No, 2011, I'd have been a junior in high school, so I was already had a lot of, you know, a lot of childhood out at the site yeah. before bison ever came here but i remember almost every single fence post getting put <laughs> in <laughs> before they got I, here we there might have been labor laws broken apparently at this point i just said that i remember that oh okay okay <laughs> good thank you <laughs> now we come out i remember the first release of the bison we come out as a Family. Part of the FFA thing oh, okay. through school. Um, how far do you all live from here? How far were you living from Dunn at the time? Oh, we're about a mile and three quarters north. Okay, awesome. This is your backyard. Close. You had a good yeah. backyard. Yeah, yes, very close. That's awesome. Okay, Dennis. Um, what would I'm gonna? I'm skipping around a little bit, but bison. So if we start at bison and bison work. What was it like working with the bison when they first arrived? And where did they come from? So we got our bison from Wind Cave in South Dakota. But we we actually had four or five years that we were going around to all the other preserves that had bison and working them and, and trying to learn as much as we could about them. And uh, so we'd been dealing with bison quite a bit by the time they got here. But... but yeah, we went to Wind Cave. Wind Cave had a roundup, and okay. and we got our our first animals there, and and uh, we loaded them up and hauled them back here in We're 2011, 30? 34. 34. Okay. Yep. And that's what we started with, and and uh, we had a lot of. Of course, we didn't have any of the infrastructure done, and you know we built the corral and and. That was a big deal. So there was a big build-up for several years before the bison actually got here. That was all bison stuff. So uh, it was a it was a big build-up, and they finally got here, and 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 it's it's been a cool thing ever since. It's yeah. a lot of the a lot of people. Yesterday we was up working at the corral, and, and it was just 
people constantly all day long driving by like mm -hmm. where are they at we can't see them but we had them locked in the catch <laughs> pasture so and how long had, did you all have to work on infrastructure and stuff before they wrote, they got here like a year or was it no not that it long? was it was longer than that was so <clears throat> like you was talking with brett he was so little that he couldn't reach the pedals on the tractor so i I cut wood blocks and wired them to the clutch and the brake, so his legs was long enough to run the tractor. So we pushed posts in on our perimeter fence. So all the tall posts on the perimeter fence, Brett was in the tractor when he was about four or five years old. And we'd started because we didn't know exactly when it was going to be. So we were thinking we were going to have bison actually before 2011, but it, it took that long to actually get them here so we we were actually ready for bison for a couple of years okay. um, on the on the perimeter fencing the corral was was a little later so we we finally finished up everything in the corral and i think it was 2010 okay and then and then we you got were the bison. on the wait for when you could yeah, get down here yeah yeah and then that was when caves next roundup actually they were having a roundup every two years and and we there was a lot of other preserves that were wanting animals so we kind of we kind of backed out because we was the last one so we thought we were going to get them actually two years before that but then then it, it worked in 2011. that's awesome were you here when bison first got released out on there or the, shortly thereafter yeah shortly thereafter and then it wasn't actually the first dump of animals we were here for that ffa thing the following year whenever they got some bulls in okay and had you grown up around cattle and stuff or were, oh, were yeah. big animals just completely foreign oh, at the no. time no it's yeah we had cattle whenever i was really really young and uh and it's pretty good cattle country, so yeah. there's lots yeah, of yeah. cows around. <laughs> yeah, plenty of time around cattle. And like I said, FFA, I've spent a lot of time around livestock and judging livestock and yeah. and all that, all the way up through high school. And our FFA groups, they're localized, right? Based out of certain school, school per districts? school. Oh, it's per school. Yeah, okay. that's a it's a school program. Was the FFA that built the um, the it, preserve? engagement signs out here in the kiosks the same, same chapter same, oh, yeah wow that's a neat history too yeah you can claim credit for all that <laughs> i don't know that i could do all that right. but but i did learn a lot through through that program and and i had a lot of fun experiences with it yeah the the ag teacher there at eagleville's actually brett's godparent so so we had a close connection but the school was out here a lot during they were doing a lot of things and and come out a lot of different times so a lot of the kids at, at north harrison were were involved in stuff that happened out here that's very cool okay dennis so you are we often refer to you as the bison whisper around here you don't refer to yourself as that um, i'll just say that out loud so you don't get embarrassed but do you feel like you have a special connection with the bison like a, some kind of shared respect or where's oh, that oh yeah from? yeah it's a you know I, lo I love being around them. I love <clears throat> watch what's, what's going on with them, and and it's just it's just kind of a I don't know how to describe it really, but it's it's a feeling you get when you're around them as much as I am that you you care about them and and just kind of kind of like 
something you're taking care of you mm-hmm. you know you worry about them all the time so yeah do they have <coughs> um they have different personalities oh yeah lots of different animal? personalities yeah, yeah I've, I've had lots of stupid moments when i turn my back on animals when i shouldn't have and find myself laying out on the ground after they nudge me but i i kind of get probably too close to them and and allow them too close to me sometimes but but that's why i feel the way i do about them i think because they just when i go out there by myself without anybody around they're they're up there licking my arms when i'm Mm. in the ranger or something and and they're just relaxed around me and i'm a little too relaxed around them sometimes so because they're still you know they're still wild animal and they they can hurt you if you're not careful but they all the times that something's happened to me it wasn't that they were doing it out of aggression it was more or less like have you got something for us to eat or something that tastes good (laughs) so that's usually what everything that's happened has been like Speaking of wild animals, you don't want to turn your back on Brett nope. as he was growing up. Do you have any moments like that yet out here? You you remember he he did something stupid or he did something to you when you weren't paying attention? You know he was he was a he was too good. Okay. He was the <laughs> he best kid you. you could ever see. <laughs> so he never he never done anything. He waited till he got older before he got on. Me, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but, He's like an old bull. Yeah. Yep. Testing but, the fences. <laughs> but he was, his sister now was a completely different story. But, <laughs> but Brett was the, was the calm, good one. And that's, that's the thing about Brett. He's, he's so calm. We're completely different in that fact. I'm kind of go off a little bit when I shouldn't. And he never does. Nothing ever ruffles his feathers. So that's awesome. How was it? Um, how was it working with your dad, Brett, and knowing you're continuing this work and with TNC and Bison? It's it's really cool. Is it? I well, so I had done. Me and Dad have a really close relationship, and we've worked together on a lot of things for a lot of years. And then for it to shift, and for me to be able to say that I'm a part of this too, is has been. Uh, one of the best experiences Mm -hmm. and really getting in the in the weeds and understanding a lot of the stuff that and not just coming and helping for a weekend yeah yeah i I mean understanding all the stuff that he's he's come to learn and know about about all this and it's really eye-opening yep well and you've brought a lot to the table up here too which is like you you help with a lot of adoption and new technology including better mapping capabilities you become a drone pilot so talk to me about how you see that new technology fitting in here and some of the things that you're really excited about bringing to the project from that perspective it's on one hand it's really hard to say because you never you never know what's coming coming around around the the corner yeah everything's everything moves so fast in that space but i know we just um for the first time implemented the agro drone uh treating some blackberries here this fall and how was that it was awesome was it? terrifying <laughs> but, really? but it was what awesome was terrifying about it just that, how big it is the drone is enormous and the amount of air that that thing pushes is remarkable but um seeing that and seeing the opportunities that it presents for us and 
and being able to accomplish some things has really, uh, you know, opened my eyes and yeah. got my gears turning a little bit more on that front. But as far as the monitoring stuff goes, that's mainly what the drone's for. Is, Paint uh, a picture of this aggro drone for people that are listening. How how big is this thing, and what does it look like compared to the drone that they're used to seeing going and filming fireworks and other stuff? What what else does it have on it? So it all folded up. It's probably about the size of a um, larger toy car, like that's a battery powered. Oh, like a power wheel. Yeah, like a power wheel. Okay. Like, but a big one. <laughs> yeah. But then when the arms are all unfolded. So he never stops. De Dennis's phone. I can't they're, they're figure out where it's at. Sorry. Now, is, so for listeners, we're sitting out on the deck at Little Creek Farm, a popular spot that you've heard us uh, do do things from before, and we're enjoying a little breezy weather, but it's nice and cool and crisp. Uh, beautiful sun over top of the. Dennis is in his car hearts, and he's had to dig in for his phone because he's got business going on here. Somebody delivering something, Dennis. It's our vet. Oh, okay. Our vet for Roundup for on tomorrow. Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right, so a big power wheels. Yeah. Yep. Um, folded up. Folded up, unfolded. It's about the size of a small car. Okay. Like a rabbit. <laughs> yeah. But it's... Uh, and then it have, it's got a big tank. Yeah, it's, it's, got a, it's got a big tank that's built in but you can you can uh, grab a handle and pull it out and refill it okay or uh same likewise with the battery pack you can just keep swapping batteries out on it um but it uh i don't know it's hard to and it's outside hard to of blackberry bushes for invasive species or you know for treatment out in the prairie not invasive species but treatment out on the prairie what else that's in the agricultural setting it's used for cover crop seeding for that kind of stuff yeah okay. yeah so seedings um mostly chemical application okay. there is some granular seeding and uh fertilizer application that's being done with them but for the most part it's pesticides okay um and then you you had a whole um felt like a three-year experiment saga with the live cam feed and getting something that would not be destroyed by bison so where are we at now i've seen a pretty fancy thing out there that you've got put together out there <laughs> oh i think we're to the point where the bison have left it alone for the most part but we're still i'm still making improvements okay so it started with way. just one up on a fence post kind of that was the setup and yeah. then it's evolved now to a what do you have out there it's uh just a trailer yeah mobile trailer um with a couple solar panels on it and Ideally, we wanted that one to probably stay down at the prairie chicken lek okay. for the for the prairie chickens, and then uh, hopefully adopt some some more cameras into the system and uh, make it motion detected, nice, uh, capable for the bison. So, but whenever you know it's prairie chicken season, that that prairie chicken camera will stay active. Awesome. So, De Dennis, coming back to you, you've been around the project for a long time. What do you um, do? You see on the technology side that Brett's thinking through and data management, variety of other things. Are do you have excitement for what that can bring? That you see, like he has a skill set that'll start to augment the project in a certain way that you're excited to see. Yeah, I think it's going to take off. I'm an old codger, but I like the technology. I think is a future and like 
Brett didn't talk about it right there, but <clears throat> the drone's going to be able to go out and identify our invasive species because there's a different pigment in all of the plants, and, and the AI stuff is going to explode on here pretty quick to where, where we're going to be able to spot spray and do stuff to where it was just so hard to do, and it took a big crew of people to do. And, and yeah, this cover 3,000 acres yes. on foot in yeah. UTV versus yeah. fly it. That's what we used to do. You know, we used to go out trying to see it and stuff, and now you're going to be able to fly it. You're going to be able to see it so much better. It's going to identify it itself. It's not that somebody's got to be there, but that's that's the future to me is going to be this drone and or you know different different technology but that the drone technology is gonna is really gonna help with with invasives and and maybe even unwanted native stuff that's there that's not beneficial and and i think i think he's he he loves doing it and i think he's gonna take it to the level where it's really gonna change dunn ranch he's just gonna be managing done ranch he from is. his house yep. with a joystick yep. that's what he's gonna be <laughs> yeah he can it's do what it. i picture he it's got uh, last year one day we had the bison in and he took the drone and got the bison in the corral with it and i said okay we're <laughs> we're, we're down we're, we're getting to where we don't need me out there running around at all anymore now so <laughs> but no i think that's it i i think that's the future of what's gonna come here and or, I mean, just just a, the capabilities. We don't have the capabilities now, but with the drones, I think it's gonna it's it's gonna allow us to do a lot of things that we just couldn't do before because we just didn't have enough people to do it. So. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, yeah. I've got a, a question for you with that evolution. I've talked to Kent about this, and even on a future podcast, we'll talk about this a little bit. But I, when I look at this project's evolution over the last. I mean, it's whole time, but it starts. feels like more recently it's really starting to find all these collaborative partnerships in the landscape around it. What do you, how have you felt about that evolution and where, it, you know, the community at large here and how they're looking at done and how we're partnering with them, how they're partnering with us? Any, any thoughts just on that evolution over time? Yeah, I mean, of course, now we have the house down here and now we've got facilities for interns to come in and be able to spend time here where we didn't ever have that and it was hard for people to be able to afford to come here and and do a lot of the studies yeah. and stuff that we're going Go stay on. at a hotel in yeah. Bethany or whatever so that's 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 taking off now and I think we're going to have a lot of the research and stuff that we didn't have the capabilities of doing before and it's just there's so much stuff like with the bison they're so there's no history on them nobody knows it's like even when our veterinarian is up there and, and his words are, well, if that was a cow, that would be right. But nobody knows their temperature. Nobody knows, mm. you know, what what happens when they eat certain plants. And, you know, that's, that's what Brett and I are trying to get into now is understanding, okay, when they go out in, in June and eat something, is that affecting their calf that they just had? And, and is there something, you know, how we manage everything is going to change with with people coming in here and, and doing research mm -hmm. on stuff because we just nobody knows so it's 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 kind of like we're writing the book to it right now and and we just we went to a, a meeting in Colorado and Tom Bragg has been 
uh, of that for Turner for years, and and he's the same way. He goes, we just don't have the information. We don't we don't understand them yet. We don't know what everything's going to do, and we're learning. And yep. that's so we're you know we, we've got bison for a purpose to help with the prairie chickens and and you know complete the ecological circle. But we're we're learning so much by having them here, and I think it's just gonna. It's going to help us in the future, and and our collaborative stuff with the the students coming in here and and doing that is really important, and and this this infrastructure allows us to do that. And I think it's just going to get better really in help. the future. Yep. Well, speaking of data sharing and research and things, Brett, you you're doing a lot of that with between the herds. You're starting to do some of that work. Describe that between the herds. What kind of information do we share? The herds being um, TNC, I think, has 12 herds in nine states, 10 states, something like that. Is that yeah, right? I think that's that's about right. Okay, so spread out across, and they've they're gathering different information and things. But I know you're helping to try to streamline some of that, right? Yeah, and more or less compile everybody's data in a way that's a little more. Um, you know, friendly for eyes. Yeah. And uh, it's it's a learning process too, just about yeah. like anything else tech. But it's uh, really, I'm trying to reduce. Is it weight and things? Like yeah, yeah. weight gain and yeah, or is it DNA level? We're doing a lot of genetics of okay. and d- d- DNA sampling. And um, yeah, it's more or less just keeping keeping everybody informed on how they're, how each herd's doing and, and anything anything that's coming up any information that they're they're learning uh and sharing it amongst each other but for the most part what my stuff is going to be just simply like shoot side capture okay of data so during roundup during roundups yep and i've had fortunate enough to have gallagher be so close and there in kansas city yeah kansas city kansas city and they're um bunch of wicked smart guys yeah. that are and they do all the data like the chips and things that are in the animal or what 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 does yeah, gallagher do gallagher is a huge animal management company and now electric fencing outlet and they do they just recently um, purchased another company but they've been doing invisible fencing for okay. a while yep. too um but using them for uh kind of a big foot in the door and figuring a lot of stuff out that's new on the horizon and and making sure that we stay enough ahead of the curve to to be ready for yeah, a lot of those changes yeah. adjust and Very brett's kind of figured some stuff out that gallagher didn't know so tomorrow's <laughs> going to be an interesting day that he's he's went farther than what they realized their equipment would go hmm. he was able to figure that out and and some of the scanning that we're able to do that's going to put our information in without anybody having to write it down. Gallagher didn't know that that would happen, and Brett done that on his own here in the last couple of weeks wow. and figured all this stuff out. So, so it's going to be that's going to be a fun time. Seems so, like well, that's this every year. Every year yeah. at Roundup, you guys are making improvements yeah. and and figuring out how to make it go yeah. more efficiently more <laughs> safely more all sorts of other stuff yeah, yeah that's that's the goal all the time it's about data security too okay. it's like and and trust in the in the that operation what scans is actually yeah comes and that's across the right way <clears throat> ultimately you want to get to the point where nobody has to enter any alphanumeric or digital entries because uh, that's where all your errors come from yeah you know 
but making making that as hands off as possible reduces time in the shoot and the animal uh, can get out of the shoot quicker a lot okay. less stress on the animal and have you kind of my final question for you Dennis before I go into some just quick rapid fires uh, to each of you that data side have you seen like the the sharing of data with other herds how do or from other herds how have you well, benefited <laughs> from and exported that out to other TNC places what well, give me it's, an example of it's, some things it's really Brett's working on that happening it really hasn't been able to happen quite like we wanted it to so far and that's what he's trying to do he's trying to get a database that everybody's in because now you know we've got to we've got to be able to maintain our genetic diversity within the other sites so you know there might be you know we don't know how long we're going to be able to continue to get animals from wind caves so now we're going to have to change exchange animals between our own sites and and that way we gotta we gotta know the genetics on it so we're not getting you know too closely related yep but now with the, some of the stuff on some of the other places the bison are going you know the wind cave herd genetics there's some places they're gonna they're gonna go that we're gonna have a bigger pool to choose from that's gonna they're gonna maintain those genetics too so so even outside of tnc there may be a possibility that you know we can exchange genetics and and keep everything going good yep. with the wind cave herd so yeah there's a lot of there's a lot of stuff that technology again we gotta we gotta have it because i mean you know you just can't look and say yep that looks good and and we're gonna do that because we we're so confined i mean we have a lot of animals but it's really in the scheme of things it's a small number so we have to be able to keep track of our our genetics and our our dna awesome okay rapid fire time and these three questions i've asked um I'll ask Kent, I'll ask Keith in another podcast, et cetera, but it just, it's good to get a flavor for everybody's um, individual perspective. So your favorite season at Dunn Ranch Prairie, Brett? Mm, spring. Spring? Starting to see stuff green back up. Is yeah. that the allure? Life, yep. Yep, okay. Dennis? Spring, baby calves. Oh, nice. A little ginger. Yep. Fur balls laying around yep. out on the hillsides. Yeah, that's that's the time I love when they start having baby calves. So, awesome. and everything's greening up, and it's it's just everything's new. All right, the hardest job at Dun Ranch Prairie. I'll stick with you, Dennis. <laughs> I don't know if you want me to talk about that one or not. <laughs> <laughs> it involves uh, toilets or cleaning uh, or something. No, I don't, I don't. no. No, I don't. I don't know. There's, there's not anything too tough, really. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes there's a little red tape, but <laughs> <laughs> now I, it's me. I'm managing me is the hardest job. Is that what you're implying? No, <laughs> okay. no, I would I never say that. Yeah. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> All right, Brett, uh, dig your dad out of this hole. <laughs> I would, uh, probably for me, it's <laughs> learning to say maybe no <laughs> in some uh, situations. I, I think that's a completely true thing. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not going to say that nothing. I'm Everything that I'm involved in, I'm excited to be involved in, and I'm glad that I'm a part of. But 
I'd say there's, there's quite still a bit. thousands of things that you could say yes to that you know would right. all be cool and would all be beneficial but yeah. you're one person yeah yeah just just being able to be comfortable with <laughs> with uh, what i've got on my plate is is uh, a learning curve in itself yeah well and you got family and kiddos you got to manage too how many i don't them them kids manage me <laughs> they control me <laughs> very good Okay, uh, what's your favorite place at Dun Ranch Prairie? Like specific spot on Dun Ranch Prairie, Brett? The site, mm-hmm. probably mm-hmm. that ridge, standing up on top of the catwalk at the at the corral, out looking looking to the west. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty Seeing cool down spot. That draw. Yeah, that's probably my favorite spot. Dennis, how about you? The east drainage <clears throat> over there. When I can get down below right in the bottom of it and you can look in any direction you can't see a road you can't see a telephone pole you can't see anything and the bison are there and it's good for your imagination right there love it okay any final pieces brett about your dad you want to say before i start wrapping up and thanking you both working with your dad anything about your dad final parting thought no, I just I just appreciate this, the relationship and the opportunity that this is this is given given me, and I uh, I hope it continues a little a little longer. Anyway, yeah, love it. How about you, Dennis? Oh, I love working around him and and being around him, and but it's I'm getting to the point where I realize he really don't need me around anymore. So he's able to do everything that needs to be done without me being here so i feel good about where everything's gonna go with him being here yeah mission accomplished mm-hmm. well we, we've reached that time again into the show brett and dennis really glad that we did this it's been a lot of fun and i think it's an interesting perspective for our listeners so thank you both very much for joining us thank you to your family for taking such good care of dun ranch prairie for all these years really really appreciate it Thank you. For our listeners, I have a couple reminders before you go. First, ask McLean anything. That's our occasional segment where I try to answer your questions. If I don't know the answer, I call in one of the super smart people on our staff or from somewhere else to help me out. So if you have a question about nature, conservation, TNC, whatever, send it our way via our podcast website, nature.org forward slash mo podcast, and we might just select it to answer in a future show. As always, if you enjoyed our show today, please subscribe and tell your friends about us. You can find this episode of It's In Our Nature, as well as all of our past episodes at that same site, nature.org forward slash mopodcast, or wherever you get your podcasts, really. To learn more about Nature Conservancy in Missouri, visit nature.org forward slash Missouri. There was a lot of forward slashes in this closing, but you can find us. You all know how to do that. So thanks so very much for listening. Nature.